Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and this is the North Korea audio weblog, an ongoing series of audios about, well, North Korea and uh, the situation that's there with the persecuted church. I'm reading today from um, from the website of Crossing Borders North Korea. It's a local, for me, local organization that works in northern China with the people coming out of North Korea. And I have their permission to just share whatever information they give to me because it's public information. And I encourage you to go to Crossing Borders, NK, uh, .org, I believe that's the whole website name, Crossing Borders in Glenview, Illinois. And they, they published a story, and I think I read part of this another time, about a, a Chunjin. His mother was a North Korean refugee who was sold to his father. He's 17 years old and is inching ever closer to adulthood. He's a child who is the closest in our network to starting his career. And it's Crossing Borders' goal to prepare him and, and all the children in our network for adulthood. In 2014, 75% of our children had a plan for their future. Today, and that percentage is at 92. We hope to make it 100%. When Crossing Borders started, Chun Jin was just three years old. There's a whole generation of children who were born in the wake of the great North Korean famine. As refugees rushed out of North Korea, they were sold to Chinese men who were in need of wives. Most of the children in our network were born between 1998 and 2005. The UN estimates that there are 20 thousand to thirty thousand of these children. Chun Jin was born in 1999. Chun Jin is in our orphanage and has access to a number of good vocational programs. The woman who oversees his orphanage employs a military-style training for the children in her home. Each morning the kids wake up and do an hour of exercise outside. They have breakfast, wash, get ready for school. Their time after school is also regimented. She hopes to instill a self-discipline in these children that will last them a lifetime. Chun Jin expressed to us last year that he'd like to become a hairstylist. Well, we put him in a program that will get him ready for his job, and for eight hours or more per day, he's snipping, brushing, cleaning, and blow-drying his way to complete his training. He'll be finished this year, and if everything works out, he'll be our first child to come off of our aid to start a career. It's taken us 14 years, an immense amount of resources and focused effort to get to this point. We hope this is the start of something great in his life and in the lives of many North Korean orphans like him. Now, that was the original story. Here's an update. Uh, from that February 8th post, an update. Chun Jin, it says, is a child in our orphanage, I already know that, who in February was poised to make the leap from being in our care to being fully on his own. He finished his training this spring and is now financially self-sufficient. He's the first child in our network to do so. He is now a hairstylist in northeast China. We're so proud of him for making this leap, but we also know that this is not the most important thing. Chun Jin is from a small town in northeast China. His father was known throughout the town as an alcoholic. Chun Jin had no one to care for him, even though he lived with his father. This was until he found a place in our orphanage. 
Though he no longer lives in our orphanage, Chun Jin often returns to thank our caretaker there. Thank you so much for disciplining me, he said earlier this year. I would have ended up just like my father. Well, Chun Jin is now 18 years old. He has his whole life in front of him. There will be ups and downs, disappointments and setbacks. Though we have worked hard to help him find a trade that he can be successful in, we know that his trade is just one aspect of his life. There are other, much more important things. Jobs come and go. Careers change. And economies can shift at the drop of a hat. But one thing we hope will carry Chun Jin through his life is a strong character and faith. The Bible doesn't give us clues about what we should be. It only instructs us on who we should be. We think the kind of person Chun Jin becomes is much more important than what he chooses as his vocation. We've been working on his character for years. Chun Jin has been waking up early in the morning to do his exercises. We've been helping him finish his schoolwork every evening. We've been taking him to church every Sunday. We've been correcting him, teaching him, and loving him through very dark times. All the children in our network have dealt with major losses in their lives. They've all lost their mothers. Many of them do not know where their mothers are or if they are alive. Many don't know where their fathers are. <clears throat> and for those that live in our group homes or orphanage, it is traumatic to leave their homes and be in the care of strangers. These losses are profound for any child. Our hopes for children like Chun Jin are not that they would only have a career, but that they would have a heart. But what's most important is that they know that they are loved by God and that they must love their neighbor. We don't just send Chun Jin out into his profession. We send him on a mission to spread God's love to whomever he touches. Well, that was Chun Jin. Um... Here's, I'm switching over now to another story that I found on Reuters excuse me, by Michael Chang called North Korean Refugees in China, Far from Freedom. This is very much connected to, but not necessarily exactly the same as what Crossing Borders does, but I wanted you to hear these things from another source. Amid current events around Kim Jong-un's threats to launch missiles, in general unrest in the Korean Peninsula, we are reminded of the increasingly complex nature of international relations when it comes to North Korea. A recent Human Rights Watch report on the Chinese government deporting 15 North Koreans has highlighted the fact that for refugees, not unlike the ones who come into crossing borders care, are, are far from safe, even after crossing the borders into Chinese territory. With an agreement to deport North Korean defectors, Chinese officials are all but ensuring punishment, political prisoner camps, and re-education. Crossing borders assists refugees who are in this precarious position to find shelter, education, and economic support, accompanying them through the many difficulties they find once in China. One example is Oxio, a refugee who fled North Korea and found that, though safe from immediate danger, she was still vulnerable to hard labor and prostitution. I'm switching now to USA Today. USA Today. 
farther away from crossing borders and yet telling the same stories. This is from Seoul, South Korea. Police in South Korea's capital on Wednesday began investigating how a North Korean woman who defected in 2014 and made South Korean TV appearances ended up back in the North. The woman is known as Lim Jihyun in South Korea. She had appeared on cable talk shows that aired until April. She left the country earlier this year for China and is the same woman who appeared in a North Korean propaganda video that aired Sunday. That's what an official from the Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency said. Police are planning to track her recent activities and interview her acquaintances while also trying to determine whether she determined whether she returned to North Korea willingly or was abducted in China, the police official said. He spoke on condition of anonymity because of office rules. North Korea propaganda often contains extreme claims and sometimes features former defectors who criticize the South. According to South Korean government figures, more than 30,000 North Koreans have defected and resettled in the South as of June of this year. Many say they escaped in search of better lives and freedom. Activists say some defectors return to smuggle out relatives or are abducted in China and taken into the North. According to Seoul's Unification Ministry, 25 defectors re-entered the North since 2012, shortly after current ruler Kim Jong-un took power. But five of them managed to escape again and return to the South. My, my. Here's an article again from USA Today. Yeah, the news has some interesting stuff in there. you got to watch most of the newspapers and magazines today calling themselves news papers and news magazines, but there's some good stuff now and then. From USA Today, North Korea, in defiance of worldwide pressure, test-fired an uh, intercontinental ballistic missile, ICBM, in early July. And that has nothing to do with the rest of this article, which is simply 15 fascinating facts about North Korea which is one of the most isolated and ruthlessly ruled nations on earth. You may know some of these things, dear listener. Uh, you may not know some of the others. Would you pay attention carefully to these 15, yes, indeed, very fascinating and prayer-worthy facts, okay? Number one, the founder and first leader of North Korea, Kim Il-sung, created the country's policy of juche, it means self-reliance which cut off North Korea economically and diplomatically from the rest of the world, even in times of great need, such as famines. Well, that's something to pray about right there. How about number two, Kim Jong-il, the son of the country's founder, father of the present leader, has performed amazing feats. Did you know this? Why, according to state-controlled media, this is according to North Korea state-controlled media, he scored a perfect 300 the first time he went bowling. Yep. Sank 11 holes in one the first time he played golf. That's Kim Jong-il. Oh, yeah. Fascinating fact. Yeah, you need to pray about that, too, but for completely other reasons. Here's number three. During its seven-decade existence, and this is the truth, North Korea has been ruled by three generations of the same family. 
all of them brutal dictators. Kim Jong-un, who we think is about 33, grandson of Kim Il-sung, the founder, came to power in 2011 following the death of his father, Kim Jong-il. Number four, between 150,000 and 200,000 North Koreans live in prison camps surrounded by electrified fencing. Hello, are you listening? Can you pray about this? This is a heartbreaker. According to South Korean government estimates and Human Rights Watch, the worst camps are for those who commit political crimes and offenders can have their entire extended family imprisoned with them. As many as 40% of camp prisoners die from malnutrition while doing mining, logging, and agricultural work with rudimentary tools in harsh conditions, according to a 2011 Amnesty International report. Now, there's a, there's a week's worth of praying for you right there. Number five, North Koreans must abide by one of 28 approved haircuts. Unmarried women must have short hair, but married women may have many more options. The hair of young men should be less than two inches long. Older men can go as long as two and a half inches. That's according to a Taiwanese website, Want China Times. Take it with a grain of salt, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the truth. Something to pray about, the total control of everything that goes on in your life. Imagine. Uh, perhaps a world, the world is coming to that one of these days when Antichrist rules, but that's another thing. Wouldn't it be good though, if you prayed now so that God will help you when these things come to the world? You think we're exempt? Are we exempt? It's a sinful nation I live in. I don't know about yours. Number six. All legal televisions are tuned to state-controlled domestic programming. The Internet does not exist other than a closed domestic network. Few North Koreans know anything about world events apart from how they are just described by North Korean state propaganda. Number seven, North Korea has conducted five nuclear tests since 2006 in violation of international law. Two were conducted in 2016, including one that North Korea said was a powerful hydrogen bomb. Now, the United States doubts that claim. But the North is believed to have an arsenal of nuclear weapons. The size is not exactly known. Oh, yeah, now it's starting to hit home, right? You better pray. I better pray. Number eight, North Korea's missile program was first developed with help from the then Soviet Union in the 1970s. Bill Clinton helped it along a few years later, right? Its long-range Taipodong-2 missile is being developed to reach U.S. territory. Other medium-range missiles have been fired over Japan. Number nine, the border between North Korea and South Korea is one of the most militarized in the world, according to the State Department. Pyongyang, the capital, has about 1.2 million military personnel compared with 680,000 troops in South Korea. 28,000 U.S. troops are stationed there, too. Nearly 6 million North Koreans are reservists in the worker-peasant guard, compulsory up to the age of 60. I said six 
zero, 60. Got to serve in the reserves until you're an old man. Number 10, in 1978, North Korean agents kidnapped South Korean film director Shin Sang-ok and his wife, actress Che Yun-hui, to create a film industry in North Korea. The couple escaped to the West eight years ago and after having made dozens of films. Number 11, Kim Jong-un's older half-brother, Kim Jong-nam, was assassinated at the Kuala Lumpur Airport, Malaysia, February 13th, this year, by two women who used a deadly nerve agent, according to Malaysian authorities. The Malaysian government blamed North Korean agents for his murder. Oh, let me see something here. I just said that's number 11. And, oh, I see. A lot of repetition here. I'm moving to 12. As many as 2 million people died as a result of famine in the 1990s, caused by erratic government farming policies and flooding, according to the UN. Asia Press reported that a recent return of famine, recent return, hello, it's coming back again to North Korea now. In the farming provinces of North and South, Huanghe province has forced some to resort to cannibalism. If you don't know what that means, you need to look it up. I cannot tell you what cannibalism means. Number 13, annual GDP per person, $1,800 in 2014, among the lowest in the world. The GDP per person in South Korea in 2016 was 37000 That's 1800 versus 37900 according to this fact book. Number 14, North Korea's regime gets much of its income by exporting to Japan and elsewhere counterfeit pharmaceuticals such as Viagra, narcotics such as methamphetamine, counterfeit cigarettes and fake $100 U.S. bills, and by selling small arms and missile parts to terror groups and rogue nations. Finally, number 15, North Korea has a network of informants who monitor and report to the authorities fellow citizens that they suspect of criminal or subversive behavior, unauthorized access to non-state radio or TV broadcasts is severely punished. Have you had enough? That's all I have on that list. Oh, there are many more. There are many more. You have enough to pray about, don't you? Will you pray? for North Korea today and every day? Can you make a little note to yourself? Add this to your prayer list? You have a prayer list, don't you? I know that's not always uh, spiritually sounding the best because we don't want to be just intellectual in our praying, but golly, we forget things, don't we? We don't want to forget this thing called North Korea. God bless you today. I have a long series, hundreds of audios on North Korea on my website here at sermonaudio.com forward slash aservant70 or maybe you're on sermon.net I don't have all of those things over there yet so uh, go to go to this one and look up the uh, photos I have photo uh, albums there many many pictures of North Korea that will help you there's uh, uh, 
What else do I have? Oh, yeah, there's uh, links. You can look, uh, click on a lot of the links that will take you to news agencies, mission or organizations that all feature North Korea. A lot of good stuff there. Please take advantage of it. God bless you today for listening, and we'll be doing this again, Lord willing, sometime soon. Meanwhile, this is the Hackberry House of Chosun. God bless. Bye-bye.